Okay, hi everybody. Uh, I'm from Alessandro Nero from Performance Lab. We are at the eighth episode of Performance Quest. Of course, hi to my co-host uh, Francesco Guzzolin. And let me introduce our guest of today, Igor Jukic, uh, the new director of performance of uh, Seska Mosca, but uh, a great strength coach with a great experience uh, in Basconia, in Deportivo Alaves. Igor, uh, let me say I'm very honored to be here with you today and welcome to the Performance Quest episode. First of all, thank you for this invitation. It's a really great privilege and honor for me to be part of this amazing, fantastic podcast. And congrats for all you already did. No, thank you, Igor. Thank I'm really, let's say, honored. And excited to have you at this, uh, at this uh, podcast. Uh, the topic that I've chosen is just for you. It's tailor-made. I told you already in our emails exchange. And uh, I know that you're very busy, so thanks a lot for your time. I know that you're really busy with your team, with, you, with this new challenge. Because anytime we start a new job, it's not just a team. It's not just a, a, a job. It's a, an opportunity. So it's a new challenge. And when we are working, I know you personally, we are working, you know, 24-7. So thanks a lot for your, for your time. And uh, you. for our listeners, uh, we know each other, me and Igor, from long, almost 20 years. And uh, we've been part of many projects, uh, EPCA, now EuroLeague Player Association. So we are sharing knowledge, ideas, uh, perspectives from long. So this is why I'm really excited to speak about this uh, topic, about performance department in team sports. With, uh, with Igor, because he has a great experience on that specific uh, field. So let's start with the first question, because in my opinion, it's uh, like, a, say, breaking the ice, like we say. Um, now you're working with a, with a football team, uh, like Alessandro said previously in, uh, in Spain, so now in Russia, uh, you did work uh, with the EuroLeague teams. So just to mention your last one experiences. But... Uh, from your words, what is exactly a performance department and which are the main tasks that uh, a head of performance uh, like you is to, uh, um, let's say, achieve at your level? Well, if we would like to simplify the answer, and we can do it, uh, performance department has one main task to serve players, team, and head coach. In which way? To enable availability of players and uh, to secure their as much as, as better as possible performance. The name performance means exactly that. But it's not simple like uh, it sounds maybe because uh, perform, you know very well, uh, performance specialists existed a lot of time. Uh, a long time ago, uh, they started to do the same job like today, but uh, with different names, with different titles and in different environments. For example, uh, now I'm, uh, I live in, in Moscow, okay? And uh, here in former Soviet Union, they established 
almost the same idea and same system 50, 60 years ago with uh, recovery topics and issues, with psychologists, with uh, strength conditioning, medical department, researches, sports science, you know? And when we would like to connect this past time and the current time, we can see a lot of similar, almost the same things, the same idea as how to, from multidisciplinary fields in an interdisciplinary organization and system, how we can make good as better as possible service to players, to athletes, to head coaches who are main decision makers, and of course, to teams, because like you and, and me, we have some experiences in, in uh, uh, individual sports, but mostly my experience is coming from team sports. And what is about job description? Exactly that. First job, first part in, or first topic in our job description is to lead this interdisciplinary team and multidisciplinary fields, how to connect them all, how to make simple system for decision-making of main decision-makers as head, coach, head coaches, and how to enable safety or availability of players and good performance or top-level performance. That is the name, high performance in top-level sport, isn't it? In, in simple way, in uh, some words, I think this is the core of uh, the answer. What is performance department and what is the main job description of uh, performance specialist or head of performance or director of performance? There are a lot of names uh, to describe this, this job. Don't you think that... Uh... Uh, in, in, nowadays, um, let's say that having a performance department, uh, so being, a, let's say, uh, an expert and uh, connecting uh, dots, connecting people from different, uh, uh, let's say, um, field of knowledge, it looks like uh, something uh, uh, extraordinary, you know, just for a pro team with a huge budget and a kind of vision or do you think that uh, a performance department could be applied at any level? So what about minors, for example? You know, cannot be a performance department an attempt to optimize sources or is a luxury, like, uh, like in the title of our podcast? Yes, uh, it can be applied to all levels. This is my first answer, general answer. But how? Uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, when we started, oh, it's a long time ago, with our <laughs> job. Don't count years. Don't count years. <laughs> we did, we did all this job, all these aspects of job description of performance specialist, but our title was something like strength conditioning or physical conditioning coach. 
But I suppose, uh, I believe you agree. We did all these aspects, all these interdisciplinary and multidisciplinary fields, you know, we did recovery, we did uh, or cooperating with medical doctors in rehab process, we did prevention process, uh, well, even we did some uh, something about mental preparation together with coaches, and but we were alone, you know, and it means and we describe it. You remember, you was co-author of this paper. Uh, we spoke about uh, uh, Renaissance people, uh, Renaissance uh, specialists, and professionals inside of top-level sport. And we tried in, in this paper to describe how and in which way one person can uh, hold and connect all people, you, you, you spoke about uh, connecting dots, and it is possible. For example, let's see if some of our listeners are a strength conditioning coach in second division in Spain or in Italy. How can he do all these topics? How can he solve all these topics in everyday life? Yes. He can do it, maybe in a less extensive way. Maybe he cannot fulfill all these issues or all these tasks, but as a one-man show, he can do it. With what preconditions? To can speak with all languages, with medical doctor, with head coach, with other professionals like cooperating professionals, nutritionists or sports scientists or data management analysts, you know, and then again to connect all and again with same task, how to prepare all data and how to prepare for, for head coach, for decision-making process and how to prepare players to be safe, to be available to coach. This is the most important task always. And how to prepare them for good performance. To, to conclude about this question, about this issue, about this topic, yes, it's possible. But of course, if we can, and I was privileged to be part of big systems uh, in Croatian Football Federation, Croatian uh, uh, Basketball Federation, Basconia Alaves, now CSKA, Dinamo Zagreb. I, I, I was privileged to have all conditions to provide this system, performance system, and to learn, not only for me, then also to share, like in this situation, with people who, can, who, are, who are striving to this position. And I would like to encourage them, it is possible. It is possible on low level and on high level. Depends on them, on their knowledge, hard, smart work, and many other characteristics what we can speak uh, later. Let me challenge you a little bit more because from my experience, hopefully you are agree, this is a kind of European, let's say, style, European process. Because from my experience in, in the States, for example, when you are a strength conditioning, 
you are just taking care about strength conditioning. Okay. So you was bringing some examples from our past. We were alone. I did start with the minors. And I'm really honored for my experience because, like you say, when you are alone or you are an open mind guy taking care about many details, because you are you know how much important is performance on the floor. And the performance on the floor on the field doesn't come from strength conditioning, doesn't come from a uh, having a good therapist, a good psychology, like you say, it's a multidisciplinary process. Now, I think in Europe, watching what's happening, you know, around the world, we are, let's say, changing vision. Uh, I speaking and sharing ideas with my students. You know, they are really vertical in one aspect, and they discovered just lately how important it is to be open mind i'm trying to push them to be always open mind and you can have some fields where you are you know more interested that you like the master and they can change but it's very important if you are a performance coach or if you are working the performance world thinking about your own performance because sometimes you know we forgot uh, how important it is to grow in the process, not just taking care about the others. I don't know if you agree with this kind of vision and with this kind of my, my personal experience. Totally agree. Uh, why? Because uh, top-level sports, especially team sports today, are so demanding in many different ways. Uh, from travel, congested uh, competition calendar, then demands of new game, you know, way of play, uh, public pressure, and all these topics and issues provoke us how to become better, how to be prepared for those demands of players, teams, and head coaches. What does it mean? We should be even better prepared for all these issues than them separately in some topics. And that is the reason why we should uh, uh, have uh, skills to speak all different languages regarding our knowledge from multidisciplinary fields. But also, like you said, I like it. We should see whole picture. For whole picture, we should be open-minded and also we should have some skills which are not determined also or only by sport, then general life skills like communication skills, Absolutely. leadership, diplomacy, you know, to lead. For example, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Basconia Alaves, it was uh, uh, about two clubs, okay? Basketball and football. In my department, uh, I had 34 employees. You know, to lead 34 people. But this is a smaller problem. Yeah. How to lead and how to connect all these people with coaching stuff? How to connect all decisions made in this performance department to club management, how to provoke club, club management for investment, and 
how to secure maybe the most important topic regarding and related to my experience. How to secure support from management and from head coach. Sometimes I had support from top management because they hired me, okay? Mm -hmm. But I didn't have support from head coaches or coaching mm -hmm. staff. Support, that support I liked to have, you know? Sometimes I, I had support from head coach because I was member of this, his team, but we didn't have so much support from clubs management uh, you know, related to uh, conditions, uh, uh, preconditions, equipment, facility, uh, uh, financial aspects, human resources, you know? From this reason, uh, from this point of view, we should uh, continuously develop skills that are not only related to close performance profession, mm -hmm. then much other, much uh, much more skills. Yeah, it's not knowledge, it's management, you know, the yes. way you can, yeah. Especially diplomacy, especially yeah. diplomacy. Why diplomacy? Because... A diplomacy does not mean Machiavellism or opportunism, you know? It means that you are ready to speak with all these stakeholders yeah. and you are ready to accept the optimal solution for any issue. And yeah. if you are ready for this, yeah. it, it means you are, you are close to, to success. You got to be able to manage different opinions. You got to be able to choose the right one, the proper one, to support the opinion of the other. So I fully agree. So you just anticipate my next question because uh, it comes from your new experience. So when you are starting a new experience, which is your first step? So from where did, do you start? Yeah. First, to screen what's, what already exists in some system, because we are coming at some moment and some, some time frame, but something's happened before us, you know? Uh, uh, new world uh, doesn't start with us, and, and new uh, 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 possibilities and, and new uh, time is not always connecting with, only with us. We should screen in detailed way what we have on disposition, what we have available for our job. For example, first of all, human resources. Second, what kind of support, like I said, we have uh, regarding uh, the management, top management. What is about head coach? Are we uh, coming in, uh, uh, as a team of head coach or we are so-called club people? Okay, clubs people, because it is different starting position. Mm -hmm. And then when we finish screening all equipment, environment, uh, 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 human resources, their knowledge, their performance culture in short way, what is the performance culture of this environment? Okay, then next step is to uh, get a first moves. Mm -hmm. to have first moves and these first moves should be very smart 
my philosophy generally is based on experience. It's not always like that, of course. Uh, first evolution and then revolution. But if we can avoid revolution, uh, it, it's always better for us. Evolution, but it's always but sometimes better. Sometimes necessary. Sometimes yes. necessary revolution. Because yes. it becomes also from, uh, from the timeline that you got to get results. Yes. Let's make an example. You know, you can have a, like a two years deal and you want to get the best results for your organization or one year's deal. And after that, you want to sign yes. a new opportunity. So sometimes it's true. Philosophically speaking, it's perfect. You know, yes. I, I cannot question anymore. But, you know, sometimes the timeline is important. Yes. Yes. If yes. I have time to make an evolution, I would be fine. Yeah. I can yeah. build inside an organization. Yes. But it says if the evolution it takes too much time, too much energy, and I don't know if at the end I'm bringing results, sometimes you gotta print the revolution. I'm sorry about that. Yes. yes, 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 totally agree. And sometimes it's it's not popular, uh, it's not about yeah. popular moves, you know, inside the organization. But the most important topic is responsibility if i am responsible and if i have no time for evolution i'll take i, I i'm going to take revolutionary moves okay what does it mean to move some people mm -hmm. to take some hard decisions to change some uh, uh, topics and change some habits what are not contributing to fast result if is necessary. But this is, I'm coming back and or I'm going back to, to previous, uh, uh, previously mentioned topics. How to screen and decide what are the next moves and what moves are necessary to achieve what is my task. The main topic and the, the, the main uh, or, or the most important way is to establish rules, roles, and res responsibilities. Triple R. That mm -hmm. sounds philosophically very simple, but it's not about the rules yeah. because you are responsible people, you're, you're a responsible man, you're a responsible person, and you should establish rules. Mm -hmm. Roles. Sometimes some wrong people has. Uh, of wrong roles, yeah. but sometimes you should change this inside of the system to establish better system, and after all, responsibilities. And this is this is maybe for young people, for your listeners, mm -hmm. rules, roles, and responsibilities should be one of the first topics uh, to consider when they start to do this job especially if they have opportunity to lead some systems, some serious and organized systems. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you a lot. You know, it's very clear the approach and, and uh, I'm really fully agree with what you say. That's, uh, you know, the main part of, uh, of this uh, amazing job because I, I like so much, uh, you know, uh, taking care about other people and sharing my experience and my vision with them. And like you, you mentioned before, between our listeners, we have uh, many young coaches, students that have just started their professional career. Have you some advice to share with them? How can they become 
head of performance? You know, which kind of education is, in your opinion, necessary to aspire to become a professional? Uh, you know, uh, in uh, in your job, in this kind of job. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Thank you for this question. Maybe for for listeners, uh, <clears throat> especially young listeners. Uh, prospective listeners uh, is the maybe the, the most important question. <clears throat> First of all, about education. There is no fixed system of education for performance specialists, but generally from the practice, we can say that performance specialists are coming from the field of strength and conditioning mostly. It means they should uh, uh, graduate uh, physical education or sports science or exercise physiology. Uh, there is a lot of great faculties in, in Europe uh, and, and really amazing fa faculties, fantastic faculties. And they in Europe, they have opportunity to graduate really great and, and to have uh, to, to collect great basic level of knowledge. But this is starting point, next starting point. Uh, how to improve their knowledge and how to co collect the knowledge which uh, should be necessary for this uh, very demanding uh, job and job description. Uh, it means that it, it's, uh, if it's possible to have some masters, for example, in some countries, there are some masters uh, of uh, high performance in team sports, like in Spain. I don't know if in Italy you have some. Yeah, I'm teaching in two. <laughs> yeah. I'm in UCAM, I'm teaching Sevilla, big friends, you know, with our friends. Yeah, yes, in Spain yeah. there yeah. are two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Italy, yeah. uh, something, but not uh, mm. with this kind of consistency and with which kind of uh, international experience, because uh, yeah. the main part is sharing knowledge from people that are coming from all over the world. Because yes, the physical yes. preparation, training, methodology, performance yes. is not speaking just one language. It's speaking yes, many languages, yes, yes, many yes, approaches, yes. many visions. As yes. many visions you have, better will be your, your choice. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And regarding this education, this education is basic level, okay? Yeah. Uh, like some uh, uh, prerequisite, uh, but formal, mostly formal prerequisite to start with... Uh, lifelong development and lifelong learning. And mm -hmm. this is maybe first advice. Build yourself and take into account that lifelong learning is never ending story. Yeah. Yes, we, we already know that and they, probably young listeners listened it uh, a lot of time, but that's true. The second, uh, it's about uh, communication skills uh, life performance skills, and uh, after all, you know, I, I have to uh, uh, say uh, this. Uh, very important for this job is to be a good person. Why? If you are a good person, and if you are working on your personality generally, you will be ready to accept other opinions. You will be open-minded and you will be ready to lead people. In this job, you should lead people. You should have good communication. And if you are not a good person, if you are not developing your personality in wider manner, you'll not be able to do this. After all, when we are talking about advices, mm -hmm. because 
we are uh, older people, you know. I'm talking about you and me, not about Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, we are always in position uh, to give advices to younger people, but I think it is our task also. We are also university professors. It's our legacy. Yes, and, yes and, and we are always in position yeah. to share knowledge and to share experience. Yeah. But after all, if they have whole picture, if they are open-minded, if they are good persons, they are ready for great achievements. And that, that is the sense of life and to, to enjoy in this job. And in this job, and job description is really prepared for enjoying. Absolutely. Last, very, very last question, because we are running late and I don't want to hold you too much. Don't you think that uh, having a PhD, so being able to play with numbers, would be important for this position? Because a supporting opinion with numbers can, let's say, save your back. You know, if you are working the performance world, cannot be just experience, cannot be just opinion. Numbers are the starting point. We know better that they are all questionable. But having like a PhD give you this, I mean, this kind of mind frame that could be support you in many, yeah. many ways. I don't know. What do you think about? Yeah. Uh, my thoughts about this topic has changed during the time, of course. Mm -hmm. When I finished PhD, in 30s, okay. I was thinking it is the most important topic in my life, and then that time I, I, I'm I'm very important person with PhD, okay. Mm -hmm. And it's normal for for this age, but you know, uh, when we are talking about PhD, let's speak about role of sports science uh, in our job in high performance sport. This is very important because sometimes people do not differentiate performance job and sports science. Even in some organizations, they have head of sports science and athletic performance. Yes, it is very connected, but performance development, high performance process, and sports science are not the same. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you and all, all listeners my opinion and my statement about it. Sports science, same like IT and high tech, are services for our job. Very important services, especially sports science. This is some kind of a uh, level of security for us, like you said. Mm -hmm. We can call numbers, we can call evidence-based information, and we can feel uh, more secure uh, regarding the lo lot of issues what we can face with during mm -hmm. our job. Then we should divide, we should differentiate sports science PhD is welcome to, for us. It is mm -hmm. great service for us if we can and if we know how to use sports okay. science, IT, and high technology. 
that, that's it in, in a very simple way. But high performance job and high performance uh, 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 job description or description of high performance specialist in something different. We already mentioned regarding communication skills, life performance skills, personality and other topics. Thank you. Thank you, Igor. I don't know, Alessandro, if you have a, you know, if you want to add a, a question to close. No, the I, I think I think Igor today has been really, really exhaustive, and and I I want to thank you again uh, from my side for the advice because I'm I feel the younger uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the young you side of the strength coaches. So <laughs> thanks for the advice. Um, and thanks for being here uh, to in this episode. And uh, well, I think we can conclude. If you want to say something, uh, another little tip, or anyone, if you want to say hello to us, thank you, Hiko. I always have some one more tips, you know. <clears throat> but generally, uh, congrats, guys, for this amazing podcast. First of all. Uh, congrats for all listeners because they have opportunity to listen different opinions and different experts from different fields also. And uh, for my last uh, sentence uh, in Croatian, zdravi i veseli bili. Be happy and healthy. Thank you. <laughs> all the best, my friend. Hope to see you soon. Have a Thank good you. night. See you next time. Bye bye.